today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. We talked about this yesterday and dipped a little bit into this. Tim Hudak uh, leaving politics uh, at the end of uh, the summer, end of September, and going to be leading the Ontario Real Estate Association. How will he be remembered? What will be his legacy? Robert McDermott is with his associate professor in the Department of Political Science at York University, and he is with us now. Hello, Robert. How are you today? I'm well, Scott. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We certainly do appreciate this. Uh, surprised that Tim Hudak has decided to step down? No, I'm not, I'm not really surprised, and I, I imagine most people aren't. I mean, leaders, defeated leaders, tend not to hang around. Um, even Mr. Harper, who actually hasn't said he's going to resign yet, has, has, there's been a number of stories saying he, he's about to resign. So it's pretty unusual when a leader uh, gets defeated in an election um, uh, that they actually hang around for any length of time, because you can imagine it's quite a different job being on the back benches than being on the front benches. Was his political career pretty much over since losing two times? Well, I think in terms of advancement, I, I mean, it, there is incredibly unlikely that he would ever go back to being the leader. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say never, but, you know, <laughs> I don't think there's any record in Ontario of people reclaiming a leadership that they that, that they had previously lost. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I think he was then condemned to be uh, a backbencher, maybe a cabinet minister if the progressive conservatives won office. There certainly is lots of precedents for that at different levels. But um you know, I think he probably thought it was time to go off and do something else. You got to remember, he he was first elected at the age of 27. Yeah, he started very uh, young, didn't he? Uh, yeah, in 1995, with the Harris sweep that defeated that defeated Bob Ray. You know, he had very little experience. I think he worked for Walmart actually for a brief period of time. He had a master's degree in economics, and then he, you know, kind of got in on the coattails, if you want, of a Harris sweep, which often happens with MPs. They decide they're going to run. They don't necessarily have a lot of experience, and then the dislike of the Ray government, you know, helped him get elected. Um, so, uh, you know, he hasn't had a lot of life experience, perhaps, outside of being an elected person. And he's been also there for, I think it's 21 years, right? So um, that's, that's quite a long career in an elected office, uh, I can imagine. And, you know, often people will then want to go off and do something else and, and try to try to take that experience that they've got in government and translate it into maybe a better wage packet, you know, outside that. And he's gone off to work for the Ontario Real Estate Association, so uh, which, you know, further underscores that relationship between politics and real estate that, that tends to be there in municipal government and Ontario government as well. How will his past uh, experience help him there? Well, I mean, he's got a lot of connections, uh, you know, both at the local level and at the uh, provincial level, and he can help represent uh, open doors for the real estate agent, uh, real estate agents. He, he, of course, knows people in the Conservative Party. We know from looking at uh, money uh, uh, that's given to parties to support them that the real estate industry is a huge supporter of provincial politics and provincial parties. Um, and he'll certainly be get an entree into that. You know, he'll be able to say to real real estate developers that, oh, I know so and so, they're having a fundraiser. Why don't you be a, purchase a ticket? We can introduce you to you know, such and such a serving politician or somebody in government who's a public servant who, you know, that will allow those people to express their views about how policy should change. So well, I think he'll be very useful. How did he become leader? He obviously wasn't everyone's first choice. Uh, no, I mean, you know, after uh, the defeat of the Harris Eves government in 2003, um, the Conservatives looked kind of dead. Dalton McGinty was in ascendance, uh, and, and he ran 
Uh, well, first of all, there, uh, there was John Tory, who was elected subsequently to that. And then when Tory failed miserably in the 2007 election, partly over funding of religious education, if you remember, um, Hudak was there along with some other people. And I think together they weren't the strongest group of leadership candidates. But he defeated Frank Cleese and Christine Elliott, uh, the spouse of Jim Flaherty, the federal finance minister, now deceased. Uh, who also ran against uh, Patrick Brown and was defeated by him as well. So, you know, there wasn't a, a really, really strong set of candidates there. Um, they were all kind of ex, uh, not all ex-Harris uh, cabinet, minister, cabinet ministers, but some of them were. Uh, and he managed to capture the right wing of the Conservative Party. I mean, the Conservative Party continues to be split between a hard kind of pro-market, hard right-wing uh, view, and then the kind of red Tory or social conservative or, or a view that, that the, 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 the welfare state should somehow be protected to some extent. And the party continues to be split along those lines, just as it was federally and now as it is, uh, as it is provincially as well. And he very much represented the, the pro-market side. In fact, when you look at his ideas, uh, you can trace them all back to Harris. Uh, I mean, so many of the policy ideas he put forward in the elections of uh, 2011 and then 2014 were almost directly out of the common sense revolution. I mean, he always talked about downsizing government, and if you remember, in 2014, he promised to fire 100,000 public servants. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.